baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Jamie Foxx, Terry Waldrop, the sixth day of August. 2018. Thanks for spending a little part of your morning with us. We're excited to be here. Hopefully uh, educate, enlighten, probably annoy, make you angry at some point, but uh, we're thrilled that you're here. Speaking of being thrilled, our title sponsor, uh, Simply the Man, the Myth, the Legend, Dr. David Weber, North Merle Animal Hospital, Simply the Best Pet Care You're Going to Get One Folks Anywhere in the Free World. Go see them on US 165 North. 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 Yeah, Monroe, 318 Four five four five. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. The voice you hear there, my friend Jamie Fox. Jamie, top of the morning to you. Terry, good to hear your voice again, and glad you're back. And uh, a lot went on since you were gone, but uh, uh, you got us up to that point. And um, you know, I, I I wonder about when all this stuff going on at Ohio State. Is you going? Gee, I'm glad I got out of coaching. But uh, who knows? Uh, a lot to be going on there. They had the Hall of Fame this weekend, which there was enough drama for the Academy Awards to go on with that. But but I digress. Uh, how are you, sir? It is uh, August sixth, and uh, we are full blown into football season. Uh, thank God it could come uh, soon enough for uh, the people in the sports talk radio business. Uh, we were sort of struggling here for. Uh, for a while, but uh, again, football season, happy to see that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to wait on this Urban Meyer deal. I know that you and uh, you and Kevo, and I appreciate both of you guys holding the fort down. I was uh, I was on the East Coast down Miami way for a couple days. And, uh, good to be back. Uh, always good to travel, too. So, But Urban Meyer, Ohio State, your thoughts on this, your text, 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, your thoughts always welcome. Jamie, a couple things trouble me with the Urban Meyer deal. Okay. Uh, and, and, and here's what it is. Have we not learned anything in America in the past, oh, I don't know, five to six years? You gotta wait till all the facts come out before mm-hmm. you can make a decision. And, and I know my Twitter friends and social media people, you know, we can do trial by Twitter. And you know, come to think of it, that might save the government a lot of money. We just try people in five minutes on Twitter, and you know, if they're guilty, we shoot them. We're done with it. Maybe have we not learned anything? You know, do you need, uh, you know, one five second video clip really doesn't do justice. For the entire uh, scenario, uh, one quick exchange with a reporter doesn't do justice. Here's the thing about uh, Urban Meyer and uh, the Smith guy and his wife and everybody else. There's nobody virtually that I know of that supports domestic violence. I mean, there's nobody going to go, yeah, I support that. I think it's the greatest. Nobody does that. Uh, yet there's a lot of domestic violence out there. A lot of other crimes, too, but that's the one sort of at the forefront right now. 
uh, of things going on. And so Urban Meyer, at some point, uh, <laughs> Richie just texted me. That was a good one. I sent you, Richie. Too bad I can't say that on the air. But, yes, Urban definitely needs some medication. So, Jamie, you were in corporate America a long time, correct? I was. 27 years All right, to be exact. Okay, look, understand college football, college basketball, it's corporate America. It's, there's, there's little to no difference, although those guys make a lot more money in a lot of cases, especially at the top end, like we're dealing with Urban Meyer. He's a CEO. That's what he does. And so, Jamie, let me. I want to play a little game with you, okay? We haven't rehearsed this, so... Uh, so you're at a, and I, I'm not going to say the company you were at, you were at a very prestigious, well-known Fortune 500 company. And let's say that you have people that you that report to you, all right? They're on your staff, you're responsible for them, et cetera. And something comes up the chain of command, and it comes to you about their behavior. Say it was drugs or it was domestic violence or theft or, or whatever that is. What If you guys out there that have jobs, we all have bosses. What's the protocol that you are required to follow? I'm not saying somebody out there acts murdering people because you call the police, but there's an allegation, and again, accusation, allegation, that comes across your desk or is reported to you. Briefly, Jamie, what do you do with that in the real world? Well, generally it, it depends on where uh – the where it initiated from was it sent to you by hr human resources or the personnel department did they ask you to address this with the employee first um and then obviously you have to keep them involved and so uh usually i would say they the way it worked with me is they just take you in a conference room and say hey is this true uh would you like to discuss it you're you're missing Uh, my point your obligation is to pass it up the chain of command through your superiors, correct? Okay. Well, I'm missing. All right, you're right. I'm I'm thinking about whether I have to act on it or not. Right. If you hear something, no, no. if you if you if you're, a, go ahead. No, I mean you're but, right. Yeah, if you, that's what I was trying to get you to say. You have a superior that is above you, that's appointed above you. If there's an allegation or something serious like this. Every one of us have an obligation to pass it up the chain of command. And, look, I'm not talking about child molestation or murdering somebody. I'm talking about an allegation about a fight between uh, two adults that could have been domestic violence. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it was. You, know, you don't know. But my point being, you're responsible to pass it up to your chain of command, correct? You are. And I tell you, the, the, the hot-button issue in corporate America, is, of course, is sexual harassment which in my opinion now has become a tool or a weapon uh, used to, uh, if I don't get the raise I want or the promotion I think I'm deserving of, uh, it has been used as a weapon now uh, to for one to get what they want. Uh, not necessarily things are in corporate America, not necessarily based on performance anymore. Uh, there's all these hot-button issues that are going on, particularly now, and I'm not saying – that that doesn't go on i will just say this it is a lot more two-way than people think and you are you're exactly right if you hear something you do have to uh okay you know give it go up the chain of command 
most importantly, you have to you have to notify the human resources or personnel department first and foremost. It, right. If that is it, what they tell you, look, Ohio State and LSU and ULM and Grambling and West Monroe High School and uh, CenturyLink, everybody has their code of conduct for their employees. They have Correct. protocols. They have things of this nature. So from if you can believe Urban Meyer, and I know a lot of people, hey, he's sleazy, I don't like him, and whatever. Um, Urban Meyer, and there will be a paper trail on this. There will be emails. There will be something in writing. Urban Meyer said, look, I pass this up to my chain of command. My boss is the athletic director, uh, Gene Smith. And there will be some kind of, uh, I guarantee you, some sort of paper trail that connects that. What Gene Smith did with it, uh, he could assign that to his superiors. His job is to report that up the chain of command. Uh, at that point, if he's head of the department, he takes it to human resources. There's checks and balances built into this. Again, we're not talking about somebody killing someone uh, or this egregious, like right now for the police department, although a lot of domestic violence situations is in death, uh, unfortunately. And so if Urban Meyer, in fact, reported this up to the chain of command and the athletic department either passed it up and it, or investigated it, or other people investigated there was nothing to it, or there was something to it. It was adjudicated at a different level. That's fine. So Urban Meyer is the state. And I'm going to put you guys in this situation, all right? You go to Big Ten Media Days. He knew about it, folks. I mean, he passed it up. Uh, did he have a conversation about Zach Smith? Like, yeah, I would think that you would. But then again, you have to be very careful as an employer that you don't falsely accuse somebody of something. Uh and so Urban Meyer, they asked him at Big Ten Media Days, hey, did you know anything about this? He goes, no, I didn't. Okay? No, I didn't know anything about it. And so the media, as uh, sacrimonious as they are right now, they're just so offended that he lied to them about it. Well, let me ask you a question. And I want you guys to think about this. What's he supposed to answer that? The, the obvious answer would be no comment. I can't discuss personnel matters. That would have lit a backfire. Oh, what's he hide? What's he covering up? Urban says, look, I don't have any knowledge of, of what's going on with it. So now they're butthurt because they, he lied to them. Because you can't lie to the media. The media can lie, take stuff up all day. But, hey, don't uh, don't lie. Don't lie to the media. Right, CNN? And so he comes back, and I think the more he tries to explain it, the worse it got. Uh, if he reported to the people he needed to, Great. If he didn't, then you are in collusion of covering stuff up. Now, here's the issue, Jamie, and I want you guys to get this. I don't care if you like Urban Meyer you don't like Urban Meyer. I've sort of been different. I mean, I don't have the Urban Meyer poster in my room. I, I don't have the, uh, you know, burning his, uh, his picture in effigy either. But the point being, what if you said, yes, uh, we are currently investigating this, or yes, there's something to this. How fair is that to the individual? We have something. I wrote about this somewhere in the Constitution, Jamie. Help me if I'm right. And I'm teaching civics again this year, so maybe I'll get a chance to look it up or a kid can tell me. There's something in the Constitution about due process, another little thingy about uh, innocence will prove it guilty. I'm not sure exactly where they are. I have heard of those things. There are employee privacy rights. Uh, there's all sort of little things there. So what happens if Urban Meyer says, you know what? Uh, there is something to it, and we're investigating it, and then it comes out that Zach Smith did nothing wrong. 
And again, I'm not making excuses. If he did it, dude, prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. I got no issue with it. But there's something called an adjudication process that has to occur first. And so the point being, what if this is adjudicated? He didn't do anything wrong, and you just threw one of your employees. You, you violated his rights. You had one of the most popular people in the country in college football basically saying that you're guilty. Uh, can you imagine the lawsuit personally on Urban Meyer and then also on Ohio State? I'm just saying it's a bigger picture than, well, he knew about this. He should have called the police. He should be fired. That is a simplistic version, and I can't really disagree with some of that, although it's not the protocol of most corporations and companies and organizations in America. There's checks and balances. There is a process, a chain of command process that must be gone through. And, again, these guys like Dan Wolfkin at USA Today and people like that, the judge, jury, executors, we have the five-minute Twitter trial, and the social justice warriors come out of the woodwork uh, to pile on. I, I sort of have an issue with that. If the guy didn't report it and he didn't do what he was supposed to do, I got no issue with it. L- let the consequences fall where they may because you're accountable for that. But if he did what he was supposed to do, I mean, are we going to, you know, the maid was in the office too, and it was the urban's. I mean, we're going to fire her by association? It's just the hypocritical. Uh, and, and some parts of the media are, some people are tremendous. And some people are literally, they think they are the judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, I'll go back to Dan Wolkin calling for Larry Fedora to be fired a couple weeks ago because he didn't step lockstep with Dan Wolkin's opinion on CTE and football. And all, Dan, uh, all Fedora said was that it's very important that we get all the facts first. All the studies are not in yet. Uh, and then he had neurosurgeons that backed that opinion up. But yet our social justice warrior media uh, it didn't fit with their narrative, and so they called for the man to be fired. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, J.B. Fox, your text are welcome. 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line, the same response to you, our friends, at GP Cooley, Vince Vincent Company, reminding you of Sporting Family Work Law College, Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. All right, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter. Jamie Foxx, the edge, rolls on on Monday, the sixth day of August 2018. Thanks for being a little part of your morning with us. This segment brought to you by our friend Billy Justice, the company at Vantage. Okay, Jamie, we got another. Uh, every ex-Florida football coach out there, uh, and current Florida football coach, seems to be uh, in the news. Did you see uh, our friend Dan Mullen, uh, former coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and hired to, uh, to to skipper the Florida Gatorship, which actually two out of the last four years have been in the uh, Eastern Conference, or they've won the SEC East um, and played in the SEC Championship game. But nonetheless, they dispatched their coach last year. And Dan Mullen has some issues of his own. Have you been aware of that, James? I have, uh one being Justin Watkins, who's already been uh, kicked off the team. Uh, there's Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver, and another guy was uh, were caught on video with airsoft rifles. Uh, it, it just is uh, sounds a lot like uh, the Florida program has some some discipline issues internally. Uh, and of course, this remains to be seen. You know, as Mullen 
Um, he'll he'll get his quote unquote un, own players in there. Uh, I think that's the thing in Florida. You've got to be aware of. There's just tons and tons and tons of talent. You've got to make a decision sometimes whether bringing in that talent necessarily has the character to go with it. And I think that's what he may have inherited a little bit is he's got some some very talented players on that team, but maybe, just maybe, they've got some issues when it comes to character. And uh, quite frankly, it's come back to bite him in the behind a little bit. Uh, early on, uh, here, here's early. the thing about Urban. Here's the thing about uh, almost at Urban Meyer. Here's the. It seems like we're always uh, talking about Florida coaches, and so the Kadarius Tony kid, who I want to talk about. He was a freshman wide receiver, and he was stopped by the police uh, during a traffic stop. And there was a loaded AR-15 in the back of his car. And naturally, the social justice warriors, uh, I mean, they just got through smashing uh, Urban Meyer, et cetera. So this is an easy one to go on. And Dan Mullen came out and said, look, in the headline of this, it was pretty interesting to see the slant on it. Uh, team's no-gun policy applies only in certain situations, Coach says, after player caught with AR-15 rifle. There are a lot of coaches, and we used to have this conversation, too. We don't need guns on campus. And that is a given rule It's just about anywhere in America. I know there are a few places you can still carry, and I'm not going to delve too deep into that. So he's not on campus. He's driving around in his car. There's a loaded AR-15 in the backseat of his car. It's not hidden. Florida has open carry. And I'm not condoning that you should walk into Walmart with your AR-15. You know, that's up to you. But it's completely legal. He's of age to have such a weapon. It was his weapon. And people are like, well, they got to kick him off. There's, there's issues with it. Why? Let me ask you a question. If uh, if the place kicker who uh, comes from a very rural background in Georgia, uh, I mean, think, think the uh, 18-year-old version of Phil Robertson. If he were stopped with the same weapon, would we have the same reaction? Probably not. Media probably would have a little bit different reaction. And so... Dan Mullins goes in there and said, look, uh, a lot of people I know have guns in their house to protect their homes and their families. What we do, talking about his staff, is really try to educate them on weapons, on having guns. Why would you have it? What's the purpose of having it? Well, to me, there's three reasons. Protection. You like to shoot. You like to hunt. Maybe there's four. Maybe you like to collect. And he wanted gun owners, he said, to be properly trained, qualified, have license to own a weapon, is ensuring it's legal. Folks, all those things were correct. Everything there. Check, check, check. Now, is it a little alarming to have one of your players driving around with that? I don't know. Perhaps. You know, he said I need it for protection. Don't uh, you know? There's crazy people out there all the way. This is the Second Amendment right to the Constitution, folks. He didn't violate any Florida uh, University of Florida policies. He wasn't on campus. He didn't violate uh, 
any state of Florida laws, it was completely legal and within his right to do what he did. And so the question becomes, as a coach, as a boss, as an employer, as a uh, custodial uh, individual in charge of people, can you take away people's rights outside your venue? And I, I think Dan Mullen here, no matter, he's like Urban Meyer, no matter what he said, he was going to be vilified for. Am I wrong on that? You know, I think he's – this is another situation where you're uh, – in Dan Mullen's case, you're guilty until proven innocent. And uh, the players – I mean, I, I don't know if I can necessarily uh, speak to why they felt they had to have these weapons, but that's okay. Uh, you know, there is a right to bear arms in this country, but I think the, the fact that they were brandishing them in the way they were uh, may have been the issue. Uh, my understanding is from people that are a lot more gun-savvy than I am, an airsoft rifle is basically – the equivalent of a BB or pellet gun. Okay, but this wasn't the airsoft rifle. This, that's a whole other story. This okay. was the, they pulled him over for a traffic stop. I don't know what he did. Pulled him over. During the traffic stop, he has the AR-15 laying in plain view in his back. Now, this is a real gun. This is the, the semi-automatic uh, assault-style weapon. Let me get that correct. The AR-15, uh, it's loaded, and it's in the back seat in plain view. It wasn't concealed, so therefore open carry in Florida, everything he did was legal. Now, you can right. ask the, the – the, uh, was it very smart having that? And he said, look, I'm doing it for protection. Uh, well, Terry, tell me, tell me someone you know or around here that when they go to New Orleans, they don't carry some kind of weaponry with them. I'll tell you probably – much higher than 50%, and there's a reason for that. There's the perception that New Orleans is a lot more dangerous than this area, which statistics may belie that, but that's the perception. So, you know, we've got concealed carry in this country. Uh, AR-15 is considered, you know, an assault rifle. They can be modified, I'm sure, but you're You can modify anything. This is... This is a problem, and I, I don't get off on a rant. Most people don't even know my politics because I'm all over the map. This is what I'm pretty passionate about, so I'll, I'll go ahead and include this one in for it. Uh, an assault rifle is a military weapon, folks. Mm-hmm. And they give the military, you can, uh, they have three switches. The first one, you pull it, one trigger pull, one bullet. The second one, a trigger pull, is it, three bullets, a three-bullet bat uh, first. The last one is fully automatic. Automatic weapons in the United States of America are illegal. There are a million permits you have to have just to even get on the waiting list to discuss having one. Nobody you know has them. All right? Nobody. The, the three-round bursts are illegal. Can you modify them? Sure. People break laws. The AR-15 that he had in this case, because if it had been otherwise, we'd have known about it, was semi-automatic. Therefore, one trigger pull, one bullet comes out. Uh, that people have problems with the magazine capacity, et cetera. It's an assault-style weapon. It's the civilian uh, modified weapon of what was started out as a military weapon. Okay? That said, it's been used in some of these very high-profile shootings. Uh, You can get a lot of shots off in a very short period of time. 
no question about that. And so, is it his constitutional right? Yes. Uh, you know, you mentioned New Orleans, and, and I'll be honest with people, I don't mind telling you this. I, look, I've had a concealed carry license for 20-something years. Uh, do I advertise that I do it? No. Am I, do I have a weapon? I don't know. But the point being, that is still one of your rights uh, in America, according to the Constitution. And so, you know, if you take it to school, if you take it in areas, even if you have a concealed carry where it's not permitted, you absolutely will be charged. Uh, you know, but I, I would say this, every mass shooting we've had, every single one of them has been in a firearms-free zone. So say that if we will. I'm not going to get into that tangent. But, uh, you know, Dan Mullen being vilified, well, he said there was no weapons, and, and I'm going to cover this with Richie said. So how much heat did Saban get when his players busted with a real gun in Whitesaw Parish? Well, this was a real gun, too. Uh, and, and I covered that with a kid's uh, uh, camera officer and Hootie, who I don't know either one of those guys, but I covered that at length uh, when it happened. And, again, it was adjudicated the way any case like that is adjudicated. Uh, I know LSU fans wanted to have them hard, feathered, and shot. Uh, it really didn't call for that. Uh, and so you have bad feelings. Uh, no matter what they're adjudicated, they dealt with it. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. Some heavy issues today on football coaches and being called into question their practices. Separate brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley. Right here for the Warriors. Because we get special living. Back in a minute. And welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, uh, The Edge. A bunch of texts to read out here. Uh, 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Uh, and Sean, I think he's got a good point. Uh, and I'm sure Sean is going to talk about this uh, this afternoon. Just a couple of the highlights here. And I think he's right. For what context? We're talking about the Urban Meyer situation with Zach Smith. That was the assistant coach uh, accused of choking and beating his uh, his wife slash girlfriend over the course of a couple of years. Allegedly, and I think not even allegedly, I think it's been proven that she did send pictures to uh, Urban Wire's wife, Shelly, uh, who was a nurse and an instructor at Ohio State University. That opens up another can of uh, a chain of command type situation. Some of them are parallel. Some of them overlap. And Sean goes, hey, I want context. What date and when did it happen? If you're holding your ex-wife against the wall to keep her from hitting you, is that strangula- intentional strangulation? I that think was Zach me. Smith, it, yeah, he indicated, hey, I'm just trying to stop her from hitting me. Um, you know, could that be a, viol- could that be a, a reason? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But he goes, there's no context where you had an eight-month pregnant wife who confronted him for cheating. Um, there's the text messages on that. And, I, and I've seen those. Uh, again, it, it's going to fall to the desk of Gene Smith right now, who's athletic director. And uh, Sean said, hey, I'm not arguing Zach Smith was guilty of adultery. Uh, constantly beating his wife, I'm not sure. I know women who have cut themselves to make a point. Uh, besides the husband, and they've been trying to get him arrested. Look, I've had experiences personal experiences with my players, all right, where they have a child with a young lady. They are seeing other young ladies, and the 
baby mama, if you will, will try to use the child as a weapon. I've seen it firsthand. I can't tell any kids I've talked to in the situation. And they will to try to get his attention, start issues, and maybe justifiably so or whatever. When the police are called on a domestic situation, someone goes to jail, period. And so I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You have a lady. You have a baby. You have a dude. And the police come out and have to take somebody to jail. Who do you think they're taking to jail? In a lot of cases, absolutely justified. So there's a lot more moving parts to this thing, uh, I, I think, that we're out here. Uh, he admitted that he hit her. I saw the text message. He uh, he said, yes, I, I think it was yes, I know, or something. I mean, did he acknowledge it? Yes, uh, he did. He didn't come out and say that. He agreed with her assessment. And who knows? It could have been a situation. He was trying to get her to stop hitting him, and he put her up against the wall. I'm not defending that. Hey, if dude is guilty and you can prove that he is guilty, absolutely prosecute him, and whatever happens, happens. That's why we have a judicial process. Uh, he said, I'm sorry about that when I hit you. Uh, Murray has evidence on everything that was debated, and it's out there open for everyone to see. But, Thank you, Sean. I'm sure you got I've been out of that. I've been picking up bits and pieces of this. I did search last night on it. Uh, I'm not sure where to go with it. I think ultimately... What did Shelly Meyer do as a nurse and as someone in authority? If you are aware of a crime, there is a process that you go through. All right. Terry. Uh, and she said, yeah. This varies from spousal abuse and, and beating of, of, uh, of a spouse. I'm sure it's a different law in Ohio than it is in Louisiana. But if my understanding is, and if we have a lawyer out there or somebody, but I've had a good friend who's dealt with stuff like this before. Uh, if you hit a woman in Louisiana, it's automatic four days in jail. Cooling off period. I can't believe Brett McMurphy, the crack detective that he is, doesn't have text on, doesn't have police records on that. Or somehow, you mean to tell me that nine times this guy was, the police were called to... Uh, the Smith home, and none of those times he was arrested. Where are, the, are those? Do we have arrest records out there? I, I, I mean, whose side? I want to know. Have you noticed something too? The Powell, Ohio Police Department has yet. We have not put out a statement. They have not put out one that I've seen. There may be one, but you can't tell me if they were. I mean, there's obviously every time they're called to the house, they have to make a report. I haven't seen one yet, and all of a sudden, I'm not saying Zach Smith may be guilty as homemade hell. I don't know, but I'm just saying that where are those records? And by the way, yes, people, women do cut themselves sometimes. I, I know, and and all, and I'm so tired of people, bl- you know, labeling me as I hate. I do not hate women. I've just had experiences with them, and others have as well, where I'm not near as bad as I've been made out to be. And I'm tired of it, I'm sick of it, and I'm going to defend myself because it's right, not well, fair. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying, and maybe I do make me a little empathetic with Zach Smith, and I shouldn't if he did indeed hit her. But, Terry, your point has always been made. This is a crime where you are guilty until you can prove your innocence. Am I not right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, and, and, again, Sean tells me, and, and Sean, I, I appreciate it, uh, he was arrested and charges were dropped. 
Look, just because they dropped nine, charges. Nine times they were dropped? Nine times they were uh, dropped? Is that what he's telling me? Uh, I, I know he was arrested and dropped. I don't know about the number, Jamie. I, I've got to do more research on it. Uh, here's the interesting thing I've, I, I found out, or, or that just it, it's curious to me. The fact that Shelly Meyer was sent text messages about the lady and that really nothing has been said about that. You know, it, uh, again, you have a duty to respond as a college athletic director or as a college coach or a trainer. If you are in an authority position uh, on a campus and you have information about a potential crime, there's a Title IX investigation that would go on with this. There is right. uh, the criminal investigation that would go on with this. There's the institutional investigation, and sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't, but curiously um, curiously nothing has been uh, has been mentioned about Shelly Meyer did she share that with her husband I have a hard time and I'm not there I, I, I you know I'm not privy to their marriage I don't know either of them and neither do any of you but I have a hard time thinking that she didn't share that with her husband I, any prudent individual would have a hard time in the, in the criminal justice case, Jamie, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, all right? In the institutional case, if the university investigates it, uh, old guys out here, you'll appreciate that. It's Judge Wapner. It's preponderance of the evidence. It's 51-49. If I have one point over 50-50, then I can decide that case. Uh, what the institution would do from firing him to suspending him, uh, et cetera. And, and that's the ultimate institutional uh, trump card, if you will. They can fire you. They can censor you. They can dock your pay. They can suspend you. They can't put you in jail. The state or the federal government, the local municipality, that's who puts you in jail. So understand uh, and the Title IX issue is still an entirely another additional thing. And so the school is, is culpable in the Title IX investigation because if they didn't follow protocol, then they're going to get hit uh, pretty hard, uh, typically with not following Title IX protocol. So, yeah, I mean, Title IX, those, uh, I mean, nowadays, is, is those Title IX has morphed into so much well beyond um, women not receiving, you know, adequate scholarships or compensation, whatever, for, for playing sports. It, it's gone way beyond that. Uh, Jamie, as an athletic you, director, I, if I had something brought to me uh, with a, a situation involving a lady, you are required by Title IX and by the institution to investigate that there's a certain amount of time. It used to be 21 days. Uh, I'm sure it's changed since then. You're required by law, federal law, to investigate that, write a report, and, and send that into that process. So if that wasn't done, if the athletic director, and, and let's, let's be honest with you, athletic directors make calls all the time. Is there a, a vice president at the Ohio State University he directly reports to? I'm sure there is. And so it's going to go higher than Urban Meyer. Everybody, Urban Meyer is the favorite target. You know, the Michigan people, they can't beat them, so they're sure the heck loving this. 
Uh, by the way, somebody sent me a thing about Jim Harbaugh is turning in Urban Meyer for uh, for abuse because he's been feeding him like a dog since he got there. Uh, eh, not, not as funny, Chad, uh, uh, as what maybe it because it's a pretty serious subject. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have chain of command, you have processes and procedures that you have to follow. I know the Twitter universe and, and everybody else wants to circumvent those things because I got a five second video clip or I got a text message here. There's a bigger process, and unfortunately, in this day and time, and social media is the biggest culprit for a 24-7, 365 news station. Stuff is put out immediately. Information is given out immediately. Unfortunately, sometimes, Jamie, a lot of that information isn't accurate, as we've come to find out through a host of things, both in sports and in society. Uh, the initial reports are not accurate. So, again, I would say you have to wait till the investigations are done. And then you start tracing it. Uh, you go down the rabbit hole and you figure out why was this not passed up the chain of command or was, why was it squashed, why were the decisions made the way they were, and those people are all held accountable. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. We come back. Saints fans, do I have some interesting news for you? Uh, it might be good. It might be bad, depending on what your proclivities may or may not be. Again, the edge, Jerry Walter, J.B. Fox. This segment brought to you by our friends Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law and big time Saints fan. North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal death, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you do, Bobby is the man for you. 318 324 1411. The edge rolls on after this. And welcome back in Sports Talk 977. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Sean Tabor closing down the edge today. Uh, pretty eventful day. We, uh, we got on Urban Meyer, Zach Smith. We've talked about uh, our uh, Dan Mullen supporting the Second Amendment. Uh, by the way, Steve Kerr just absolutely dissed uh, pretty much organized religion in the NRA. We'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, got a Saints story. Uh, we'll probably do that with tomorrow as well. You got anything, Jamie? Well, uh, there's some exciting news down in the Crescent City, uh, as you indicated, and I, I know you want to get to that. And I I think it's uh, it's about time. Uh, we couldn't let the Rams uh, get – well, they got two over on us. But I understand there's some exciting news breaking uh, on the uh, pep squad slash cheer squad for the uh, – I want to make sure. I, I may have been politically incorrect calling them a, a, a pep squad. But the, the same sensations, man. Yes, yes. Well, we have some sensational news that I'd like you to share with our audience. Um. Uh, <laughs> they have a dude, sort of, that is now the first male member. Well, how about a pun there? Of the state sensation. Jesse well, fab- Maurice. Jesse Hernandez. Uh, no, no, not even close. Jesse uh, from Maurice, Lafayette suburb. He mm-hmm. made the finals of the sensation tryout, and he earned a spot on the team. Jesse is 34, uh, felt, smiling, sensation team members had their picture took uh, the other day. And so, yes, Jesse's pre- his presence is historic. Uh, I, I, would call that that, I would call that fabulous news. Um, it, it's fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, 
fabulous. Uh, Jesse, uh, hard-earned, uh, he, he just, you know, gritted it out, so to speak, and, and, and stuck with it uh, in the face of adversity. He uh, managed to kick that leg as high as the rest of the ladies and uh, stuck, you know, didn't let any of the naysayers stop him. Uh, kept kept right up there in the middle as far as uh, he was consistent. Let's just say this, just like a good pageant winner. Uh, he was well, consistent I, in all his scoring, and look at, lo and behold, he earned a spot on that coveted 50-something man-woman ro- uh, man, roster now. Uh, so, hey, uh, it's almost like, you know. Rod. Th- thank you. Uh, you know, listen, hey, there's not that many spots available. And for him to jump in there and uh, – Pirouette to success. I mean, hey, uh, what's what's not to like about this? A, a great human interest story, and uh, Jesse from uh, a, a Louisiana native at that. So who thought? Uh, not everybody's a, you know, a hunter and fisherman in sportsman's paradise. Uh, we've got some tremendous dancers of both genres. Well, he, uh, you know, in the lineup, you know, they they ask you to give a one line uh, description of yourself. Uh, when he introduced himself to the judges. So this is what he said. Hey, guys, I'm Jesse from Maurice, Louisiana, and I use about two bottles of hairspray per week. I saw a picture of him, Jamie. I'm going to give you a description, okay? Uh, and you guys could go Google that. Uh, I, I want you guys to get a picture of Phil Robertson in your mind. You know, Duck Dynasty, Phil Robertson. The beard, the masculinity, the whole deal there, right? And uh, completely go opposite of that, and that's kind of where you're at with Jesse. Uh, yeah. The hairspray, I can see the, the manicured, I'm just looking at the picture, the manicured eyebrows. And for you dudes to get your eyebrows waxed, I, I'm not uh, I'm not degrading you much. Uh, interesting. <laughs> well, uh, um... yeah, this is, uh, this is, at, at, at what point is Jesse going to sue the sensations now for discrimination? Because obviously the uniforms are geared toward women, and he is, well, officially that we know of, not a woman. Uh, at, at some point, do we get discrimination suits because the uniforms were made for women? Yeah, another quite a conundrum there you brought up. I don't think anyone had thought about that. Uh, which, by the way, this what Jesse has done in the in the two ran- now. See, this opens things back up for the dudes to uh, be Hooters uh, waitresses again. Uh, you remember, wasn't there something a while back where guys couldn't work at Hooters? And that oh, to they, me, they changed that. Yeah, they, oh, they, changed they came it. off of that stance. They uh, well, yeah. I mean, you're you know everybody gets so butthurt these days. It's you know there's fairness, there's equality, and a lot of times those two don't go together. I mean, it's just, it's a sad part of it. I like Hooters. Matter of fact, I had a buddy of mine. We went, uh, was it last, a week and a half ago, I think, to uh, to celebrate the end of summer. It was one of the few days I was in town. Went out there, uh, enjoyed some uh, some Hooters wings, and was served by some very nice young ladies. Mm-hmm. I Just my personal preference, I don't want to see dudes running around in their little short shorts. If that's your... Uh, if that's your deal, hey, man, knock yourself out. That's not my deal. I, and I'd go so far as to say if I went to Hooters and uh, Bruce shows up in the short, short, short and is serving my uh, my lunch or my dinner, 
I probably would not go back, Jamie. Well, now listen, uh, we we got to look at all this from all angles. Now they're, um, you know, football. Like Larry Fedora says, football's under attack. Well. Uh, now cheerleaders, I understand there's a, a movement uh, because I think there's four, like Buffalo, Cleveland, everywhere where it's colder than, uh, yep, colder than Antarctica. Uh, you know now that the cheerleading outfits are going to have to be uh, to show less flesh. Well, hey, what's the fun of that, right? Um, Jesse, I you know, I don't know if he'll be allowed to wear the bare midriffs or not. Um, but hey, you've got to you got to alter uniform. For him, I just don't. I don't think even Jesse probably wants to to dance with the tutu, although I could be wrong. Um, it, I think he probably wants something that will uh, allow the flexibility he has to have, and, and so forth. Uh, you know, I never thought. And, and the same thing, by the way, we we have a lot of test cases coming out this year, uh, Terry, because we also have the situation down in Los Angeles. Again, what are the Rams going to do to accommodate? Uh, freaking frack out there that are going to be, you know, um, joining the – and these guys took up two spots on the Rams roster, uh, the Rabbits, I guess you'd call them. So, hey, uh, we are in interesting times. Um, this, to me, is, uh, you know, this is history in the making. And I'm thinking that uh, there may be a, a spot for me somewhere in the future on the sensations. I'm not sure. I mean, once I get myself, uh, I got to get start a vigorous exercise program, obviously, and lose a few pounds. But hey, uh, this is where we are, Terry. And you know, you may be looking for a new co-host in the future. Who knows? So uh, Jesse has inspired me. He's uh, motivated me. And uh, other than that, I better shut up. Um, but I, <laughs> anyway, I'm glad to have you back because um, this stuff I, I normally wouldn't touch on. But, of course, you had to bring it up. No, look, I'm going to bring it up because it's important to have all the views out there. If you're offended, I'm sorry. If you're not offended, I'm sorry of that, too. I can read you the baseball box scores or the bowling league from Rustin Junior High. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what we do when you consider sports entertainment. I, I think you consider it sports news and opinion. I'm going to give you an opinion. You agree or disagree, but form your own opinion, but have facts to back it up. That's what I like about it. Uh, That's what I like about this show. I I think we're different than a lot of other shows. You know, I'm not trying to make you bubbly feel good. I'm trying to get some things out there that are very important. I bring a a different perspective. I'm not a sports media guy. I'm not a radio TV guy. I am a coach with a microphone, so I share experiences. uh, I share backgrounds. Am I right? Absolutely no. Absolutely yes. I'm no more right or wrong than you. I just share an opinion. That's what I like about the show. I, I like the people that, that text in, agree, don't agree. Again, if you're offended, get over yourself. All right? That, that's just what I'm going to tell you. Uh, this is an adult conversation. I, I'm sure you can find some places somewhere that will read you the box scores. And if you text me, I'll let you know where those are at. This show, as long as I'm doing it, will never read box scores. We're going to hit hard-hitting things. We're going to give you informed takes on it. Uh, yes. You can agree. You can disagree. I like that. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks to our sponsors today. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, Northland Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you can get anywhere in the free world. Folks, go see them on US 165. North. North in Monroe. 318-345-4545. 
Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Hospital. Uh, our friends at GB Cooler, reminding you to support incredibly worthwhile cause for Louisiana Special Olympics. Vantage, our buddies at Spa Avail, pair for the special people in your life. Hook them up with a Spa Avail gift certificate, 318 807 1060, Spa Avail in Monroe. And the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the show. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, I'm the offensive one, Terry Walter. You guys make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for somebody, I won't say he's equally offensive, but he has his moment. My great friend Sean Fox, the sports company, coming your way at 3 o'clock. So tomorrow, folks, aloha. Have a great day.